Hey y'all, my name is Lisette and I would love to welcome you to the Redeemed Girl Podcast. Happy Thursday! I hope everybody had such an amazing Father's Day and I hope your week is going well. I don't know if any of you guys are having the same week I am, but I am in a funk this week. I don't know what it is. I just, I can't seem to shake it. That being said, today's episode is going to be a little bit different than our previous ones have been. A little bit about my personality type. I am type A to my core, a little bit embarrassing type A. I am so structured, scheduled, organized to a T. I bet my friends who are listening to this are laughing because saying I'm type A feels like a gross understatement. I am so anal to my core, something I just can't shake. That being said, I am type A about everything in my life, about my job, about my personal life, my relationship with my friends. I time block everything really well. I love a schedule. I love an Excel spreadsheet. I love lists. Just kind of how I am. It's so funny. A few months ago, my mentor was talking to me. We were talking about like the future or something. And she looked at me and she is also really type A. So this is how I knew I had a little bit of a problem. But she looked at me and she was laughing at me and she was like, well, Seth, you're so young. Why don't you just take a chill pill? Like, just relax a little bit. And I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, yeah, what great advice. If only I knew how to do that. I feel like I'm constantly praying for the Lord to show me how to be more flexible, be more adaptable. And I don't know. I think I'm just really falling short on that lesson. That being said, the redeemed girl is very, very structured, which When the Lord asked me to create this podcast, he asked me to create a spirit-filled podcast. For those of you who know anything about the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit doesn't care about your color-coordinated schedule. When the Holy Spirit asks you to shift, sometimes you have to find a way, even if it's uncomfortable, and just shift. And that is kind of what started the struggle bus this week was the Holy Spirit asking me to shift. So on Monday, when I was starting The Redeemed Girl, I've had this planned out for the past five weeks. I've known I was going to talk about it. I've been really excited. I was ready to start praying and see what the Lord was going to speak to me about with this topic. And he kept shifting me. He kept shifting me to scriptures that were like totally had nothing to do with what I was going to talk about. And I was really resistant. Monday, he kept shifting me and I wasn't willing to change. I tried recording it, I wrote it out, and it was just bad. I tried again on Tuesday, I tried a different episode idea, the Lord kept shifting me to another scripture that had to do with the first scripture he was trying to get me to use, and I still wasn't budging. Finally, this morning, on Wednesday, I woke up, I felt a little conviction, because I was praying, I was like, Lord, you asked me to create this podcast and I'm holding it too tightly. So I released it. I gave it to the Lord. And when I released it and asked the Lord what he wanted from it, the Lord kind of spoke to me about sharing about what I've been going through this week. 
when I gave it up to the Lord and I asked him what he wanted from this podcast for the week, he told me to get vulnerable, which really kind of freaked me out because I don't know how much more vulnerable I can honestly get. I've shared my testimony. I've shared some of the deepest hurts of my life. I'm like, okay, Lord, what's next? What more can I give? And the Lord spoke to me about my funk that I'm in this week, which is interesting because I feel like the funk that I'm in, the Lord is just starting to pastor this part of my heart, but he wants me to share on it. I feel really ill-equipped and I almost feel a little hypocritical, but when I brought it to the Lord, he, he kind of encouraged me and said, who better than somebody who's going through it? So I tucked my head down and I'm going to share with you guys a little bit about what I've been going through this week. Grant and I are in a season where a lot of transition is coming, but it's really, really, really exciting transition. Grant is about to step into a new ministry position within our church. I am entering into a new season within our church of events that feels so scary, but so exciting. We're just really hitting this rhythm in this groove in our life here in Austin. It feels like we're at the season that the Lord called us to. Like it feels like we're finally in our season of gaining traction. That being said, even when you're thriving, you still have little moments of weakness, of sadness, of hurt that the Lord has to kind of walk you through. So this week we came home from Father's Day in Dallas And every time I come home from Dallas, I kind of go into this little funk. I'm a little sad because my sister just had a baby and I always miss her when I come back. We have a really good relationship with our family. So just it's hard to leave family sometimes. But every time I come back, I kind of put the Lord in the back seat and I keep myself really busy with chores that need to be done around the house. It's like I find things that need to be done so that I don't have to invite the Lord into this sadness of my heart. For some reason, I feel convicted a lot of the times about being sad for where the Lord has called me, even though the Lord can handle my sadness. I don't know. It makes no sense why it embarrasses me, but it just kind of does. It's something I'm trying to work through. So when we come home, I get myself really busy. I take care of chores. I mop. Who? I don't need to mop the minute I come home. That can wait. I do these like frivolous chores so that I don't have to deal with the elephant in the room of me being sad. But every time I do that, the enemy comes at me hard. Really, really, really hard. I'm not one to have mental health issues. If there's anything that you're picking up about me, Something that I'm really good about is I am so positive. I'm super joyful. I can find positivity in almost anything. It's just kind of how we are. My mom raised us to always find the positive, the silver linings. Joy is a fruit of the spirit. And I think that I picked more of the joy fruit of the spirit than anything else. It's my favorite thing. I have a lot of joy. And as soon as I come home, the enemy attacks it. He comes for me hard because he knows that I put the Lord in the backseat. He knows that that's my area of weakness. So when the Lord was kind of telling me what to talk about with this podcast and what to prepare for, he was showing me that every time the enemy comes and makes a move on my mind and on my heart and 
puts these thoughts in my head that I just kind of wither away, that I don't have scripture deep in my heart that can combat the lies that the enemy is telling me. Because the enemy, he's the ultimate liar. And when I don't have scripture and the truth of the Lord in my heart, every time he hits me, it just feels like another wound is getting cut deep. So when the Lord was talking to me about this podcast, he was encouraging me to share with you the things that the enemy lies to me about, but also share with you what he says. So today I'm going to share with you how the enemy lies to me and what I feel, but I'm going to tell you the truth too. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. I'm going to tell you what God says. And I pray and I hope that if you ever feel these things, that these scriptures would take root in your heart and would bring you peace. So the first thing that I really started to pray through, the Lord showed me that the first place the enemy attacks me is my peace of mind. All reason, actual, sensible thought goes out the window as soon as I come home. The enemy puts the craziest things in my head. I start to get anxious that our house is going to burn down. Why would my house burn down? The anxiety is just through the roof. The things that come to my mind, it never makes sense what he puts in my head, but it always spirals out of control into a place that feels like I can't rein it back in. So when the Lord was speaking to me about how the enemy attacks my peace of mind, he took me to a scripture in John. The scripture is John 14 verse 27 and it says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled or be fearful. So from this scripture, I started thanking God for our peace of mind. Gosh, I cannot imagine if I was constantly consumed with unrealistic anxiety the way the enemy gives me. Having a sound mind from the Lord is something that you can't trade for anything. The enemy will do anything to keep your mind off of the Lord's truth. And so I pray that John 14, if you struggle with having your mind at peace the way I have, I pray that it seeks deep roots into your mind today. The next area that the Lord showed me the enemy really attacks me is my fear. I went through freedom this past year with my pastor and the Lord delivered me through crippling fear that I had been experiencing. Unrealistic fear, honestly. You can't live your life in fear. It's so incredibly crippling. But when I come home, the enemy makes me fearful of everything. My husband and I have been married for four years. I am not ready to start a family quite yet. For some reason, every time I come home, fear overcomes me of what my future will look like. Will I ever be able to have a house? I'm terrified I'll never be able to have kids. All I want to do in my life is be a mom. That's all I want is to be a mom. Can I be a mom? How are we ever going to be able to afford to have kids when we're going to be working for the Lord? Like the fear that overcomes me is crippling and it's also a straight up lie. When you give everything for the Lord, why would he not bless me? Why do I even give the enemy an ounce of credit to my mind when the Lord is constantly providing and blessing me? So when the Lord was showing me about my fear, I asked him to take me to a scripture that would help me with what I struggle with. And he took me to Psalm 23 verse 4. Psalm 23 verse 4 says, Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger. For you are with me, 
your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Fear has no place in this house. We have given our house to the Lord. Fear has no place where the Holy Spirit breathes. I believe that the Holy Spirit breathes over our life. Fear has no place in this home. So if you are struggling with fear, I pray in the name of Jesus that it would flee and that you would be living and dancing in complete freedom with Jesus, that you would not fear your future, that you would trust the Lord with every ounce of your fear and that you would release it. We were not created to carry burdens. We were not created to carry fear. The Lord wants to take it from you. If you are feeling fear, I pray that you just release it and that you move on living in complete freedom with Jesus. The next area that the enemy likes to toy with in my head, it always has to do with my obedience to the Lord. He loves to throw it in my face that I left Dallas to obey the Lord. It's probably his favorite thing to attack me on. He makes me question my purpose. When I come home to Austin, a lot of the times I get into these self-deprecating mindsets and I start to think, what am I even doing here? What is my purpose? What am I good for? Am I even helping anybody? Do my students even like me? Does anybody at my church even care to know me? I get into this spiral of negativity about my purpose and the Lord created me in mind with a purpose. The Lord took me to Ephesians 2.10. And this is what the Lord says about your purpose. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. God handcrafted you and knew your purpose before you did. God has his hand on my life. Why would I doubt my purpose when he has me in the palm of his hand? Y'all, the enemy's sneaky. Don't give him too much credit. Don't give him a foothold. I gave him a foothold by putting the Lord in the back seat in the worst times. He knows when we are weak and vulnerable and he comes and prays like a little nasty. Y'all ever watch that so raven? Remember how she said a little nasty? Okay, I digress. Anyways, the last thing that the Lord was showing me that I think we all can kind of struggle with sometimes is just how loved we are. For some reason, I have a hard time when I'm having a mental health week or whenever my mental health isn't doing well. I have a hard time believing that the Lord's mercy can cover me. It's really hard for me to understand how the Lord could love us without bounds so easily. So when I was talking to the Lord about it, he took me to Jeremiah. I think this is one of my favorite verses. Jeremiah 31 verse 3 says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. An everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued to extend faithful love to you. Y'all, we get faithful love. We don't get no half love. We get full faithful love. You are loved to your core. You are loved through and through everything. You are loved through your sin. You are loved through your inadequacy. You are loved through your fear. You are loved through your anxiety. You are loved from the tops of your heads to the bottom of your toes. You are so incredibly loved. I hope that today's podcast encouraged you a little bit. If there's one thing that I want you to take away from this podcast, 
It's Psalm 119 verse 11. It talks about hiding scripture in your heart. My encouragement for the week is that we find a scripture that talks about what we're struggling with, whether it's fear, whether it's your worth, whether it's your purpose, whether it's provision, whatever it may be, that you would find a scripture and that you would meditate on it. And then let me know how the Lord transforms your heart in that area. I would really, really love to know because I know what the Lord is doing in my heart this week. I can only imagine what he has for you. I'm going to close with this, another little tidbit. The word tells us that our tongue has the power of life and death. So I would encourage you this week to speak life over yourself. Speak these scriptures over your situation. My prayer would be that whatever the enemy has thrown at you this week, that it would come off of you, that you would just feel all of your burdens fall and that you would find a scripture that matches what you feel and that the Lord would transform your situation. I love you. I'm praying for you. And I'll see you next week. Okay, y'all. New segment. It's not really new because we did it last week, but worship segment. So, y'all, I can't sing, and I'm trying to tell y'all worship segment. Okay, so last week we did Sinking Deep by Hillsong Young and Free, Total Bop. This week, I really want us to listen to Promises by Maverick City Worship. I don't know where Maverick City came from, but they are on fire right now. They're killing the game. If you want to keep looking at their songs, just like scroll through. You can thank me later. This week, Promises by Maverick City. Let me know what you think. If you end up listening to it, share it and tag me because I want to see we can be listening and worshiping together, y'all. New episodes of the Redeemed Girl podcast come out every Thursday. For more information, email us at info at the Redeemed Girl or follow us on our socials at the Redeemed Girl podcast.